Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Napchat. I just want to start out by saying that I don't even have my shit pulled up right now. I don't even know if I want to stop recording this. Okay, I'm not going to. We're releasing perfectionism this year. I don't give a damn if y'all heard me clicking and clacking on my computer. Um, But hi, y'all. Happy New Moon in Virgo. It was on the 27th, but I'm typing the script and I'm recording this on the 28th. So y'all know y'all can still use all that beautiful moon magic three days before and after the new moon. So yeah. I missed you all so much as per usual, but I'm not going to get into a long explanation, a long spiel about why I've been MIA. Just know that life has been lifing and kicking and biting and and jumping. But I hope that you all are doing well. And yes, this is another mini-sode. My podcast mirrors a lot of my personal behavior Once I get into certain modes, I completely develop like tunnel vision and create or I go into hermit mode and nothing gets touched for like weeks on end. So basically the cycle of like creation and survival, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, but I came here today to talk just briefly or just put my words out to the universe. Honestly, talking about perception, being perceived, how you perceive others, everything in between. So let's get started. So as I just mentioned, when I get into a hermit or like survival mode, I become incredibly observant of everything within myself, around myself, or whatever is in between. So what sparked me to even feel like recording this episode right now, because I'm doing this at like 8.54 at night, but I had wrote the script off of straight... um. I don't know. It was very, what is the word? Very impulsive. Like I very impulsively wrote that because I felt convicted to write in that moment. So this is definitely just the script from earlier. Um, But I'm writing this because I'm saying that the reason why I felt the need to talk about perception and being perceived is because I'm heavily considering locking my hair I definitely will lock my hair sometime within this human experience, probably sooner than later. But anyway, before I even get into this topic any further, I want to make sure that y'all know, open up them ears and close that pie hole, that there is no ugly phase of locks. If you end up comprehending anything that I am saying as me deeming portions of what I think my hair would look like in locks is an ugly phase. That is not my intention, nor what I mean. There is no ugly phase, period, with natural hair or black hair in general. I never had an ugly phase. It's the same thing when I transitioned. I was still cute. Uh, mm -mm. The hair was shorter, and we dealt with it. Like, we dealt with whatever feelings came with having shorter hair, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. But Just wanted to make that clear. There is no ugly phase of locks. There is no ugly phase of transitioning. There is no ugly phase of black hair in general. Black hair is beautiful. Period. Full stop. I feel like the Brits. But as I mentioned before, cultural and societal conditioning is just such a bitch. Like, it takes conscious effort 
each and every day to unlearn behavior that has been normalized in my childhood, which has further led into my current adulthood. But as I am thinking about starting my log journey, those thoughts obviously still try to rear their head. Like I just said, this is 18 plus years of being taught certain things about people who have locks or being taught certain things about Black people or being taught certain things about Black films, etc. This is years and years of this being drilled into my head, being drilled into y'all brains, into our noggins. Um, some of the thoughts that I were having, of course, is like, how will I look? How will my family feel about me? Will I still be attractive to men? Now, we are 100% decentering men from every aspect of life. I want to also make that clear. I bump all niggas' opinions. That's not what this is. It ain't never been like that. I do this for the girlies and the gays and the theys. That, that's always been my center of attention. It's never been a man. But I want to be honest because that is still a thought that I have as a heterosexual, black, cisgender woman is thinking of how I am perceived by men. I do like men, barely, um, unfortunately. But I that's a thought that still comes up. I've been taught that for years to look presentable when I go out the house because you never know who you're going to see go to the grocery store, not looking raggedy, even though I walk in my Kroger, when I say busted, I walk into my gym, when I say busted, I'm talking whole, let me not drag myself right now, this is not about self-deprecation, but I look busted, I'm gonna just tell y'all that, so I technically don't really care, no way, but that is still a thought, especially with something so important and sacred like my hair. It's kind of like almost a different aspect of my identity than like my physical body and what I am wearing because I do prefer modesty to an extent when I'm out in public because I also don't like being perceived in certain ways. Like That's what I'm saying. Like This is a huge episode on just perception, the way that you view yourself and how others view you and how those two things can kind of collide depending on how you are looking at them. The point I'm trying to make is that those initial thoughts are coming from my lower mind. They're coming from also people say like a monkey mind. It's very initial thinking. So if you don't know what a monkey mind is, it's a Buddhist term, but it's used like broadly. You don't have to be a Buddhist to use the term. Um, it's just a term that's commonly used amongst Buddhists in the language. Um, essentially, if you don't know, like it's when you are very indecisive you're confused, uncontrollable, like it's pretty instinctual, almost like slightly impulsive. It's like mindless. It's the first thing that you do without giving much thought to it. So it's just like your instincts and those initial thoughts and feelings. And what we're trying to do is use our higher mind, which is also considered our higher self, um, to comfort those thoughts um, which is like my higher mind, the person that I know that I am, the woman that I know that I am, the being that I know that I am, wants to lock her hair, wants to surrender to her hair, no longer wants to deal with her hair. She just wants to let her hair do whatever the hell her hair wants to do. But my lower mind is very much in the human world. It is the mind that is conscious of other people's opinions. It is very self-conscious about the way that she is perceived because that lower mind is highly tied to ego. Um, and your higher self does not 
have an ego. That is very much a human lower mind type of thinking. Um, And my hair is just such a large part of my identity and how I am perceived. Like I take so much pride in my hair. Y'all literally are sitting here listening to a podcast called Napchat that is literally about natural hair. And I've been making it for like two years now, very inconsistently, but I told y'all this is not a drag. Um, And I think I'm at a point where I've become too heavily concentrated on my physical appearance and where I just give no room for myself to be and giving myself, well, giving my hair up to just do what it wants is like the ultimate form of surrendering. I already know I am a perfectionist. Perfectionists usually are very type A people. Um, just very like controlling and I don't want to control shit no more with my hair. Like I want to let my hair do what it wants to do. And I want to allow myself to then follow suit and mirror my hair and doing what it wants to do and taking and learning from the experience that I have with my hair. Once again, I learn with my natural loose hair. When I was relaxed, I was perceived a certain way. I had straight hair. People looked at me a certain way. When I became natural, I am perceived a different way. I will not talk about the way that I'm perceived as a natural, a loose natural, because I said that in my last episode. I'll put on one calorie shell. It could be underneath my toenail. Niggas will see it. And now we're like in a full like Hotep-esque conversation. And I'm just sitting there staring because I don't want to know about Dr. Sebi. I don't want to know about your alkaline water. And I don't want to know about your colon cleanse. I don't care. Um, I am, that's why it's so important to not do stuff like that and don't come up to me talking no bullshit like that. If you're a man and you're listening to this, this is very off track, but if you're a man, this is my lower mind. If you're a man and you're listening to this, you're a person listening to this, please stop perceiving. And I saw a girl put this on TikTok. I wish people would stop perceiving me with locks a certain way. I don't want to go into the force with you and walk barefoot. I don't want to heal you. I don't want to use crystals. I don't want to do that shit with you. I don't. And I'm not saying that I don't want to do that because I love all of those things. I just want y'all to know that I am more of a person than what you are perceiving me as, which is like, you know, neo soul, bohemian. I'm putting all this in quotations because I don't have any of those traits. I am literally everything and nothing at the same time. And I don't like being labeled as really anything other than nausea. Um, Constantly fixating over perfection. Like I just said, I am a recovering perfectionist is exhausting. That takes way too much mental fortitude for my liking anymore. I want to spend more of my time exploring. I want to spend more of my time um, healing. I don't want to spend a ton of time over fixating on my physical appearance as much. The shit is tiring. Um, especially just because of like social media, this is like almost turned into a rant, but I want you guys to still understand that I'm talking about being perceived. So you're able to apply this in whatever way seems fit to you, but just y'all know through social media, people perceive you a certain way. I am constantly perceived as a quote unquote Instagram baddie. I do not want to be perceived as an Instagram baddie. Am I a bad bitch? Yes. Full stop. We could end the podcast right there. But there is so much more to me and I want to be addressed in ways that are towards my personality and not towards my look. And before y'all say like, girl, it's Instagram. How would they know how you act? 
Um, just don't come at me sideways, to be honest. Like, we could have a conversation that has nothing to do with my looks. We could have a nice chat. I'm actually a nice person. But just don't do no bullshit. Like, I don't have really too much time for that anymore. And just walking in perfectionism is not a path that I want to travel anymore. I don't. I currently have a wisdom lock. Her name is Miyoshi. Yes, I named her. No, you're not going to fight me about it. I've had her for almost a year. Um, and I love her. She is my girl. That's my ace boon coon. Um, but it has honestly just taught me a lot about my hair and the way it behaves when I leave it alone. Like it's almost my own form of experimentation. Experiment 626, I think, was from Lilo and Stitch, but it's like my own form of experimentation. Like I can see my natural hair grow and I can also see a lot grow. So like that's like the perfect balance for me right now, even though I'm about to jump over the cliff and just fully lock my hair. Um, it's the perfect balance for me to just see my hair behave in, in a different way. Um, and it's taught me how to embrace imperfection. It's taught me how to embrace frizz. It's taught me how to further embrace every stage of my hair. Granted, I did learn all of these things when I was transitioning, but it is a different story when you have a lock or locks versus loose natural hair. It's just like still two different spectrums. Um, and also I was in a different place mentally when I first started transitioning like from straight to natural and now I'm a lot older um so I just view my hair and myself a lot differently than I did I've learned a lot I've experienced a lot more since I transitioned when I was a loose natural so it just feels different to transition from having natural hair to like locked hair um and when I first started my lock I was so ready for it to grow, for it to be seen by everybody. Like, I want everybody to see that this lock is, like, hanging from underneath my afro. Y'all know I have very, very thick and porous hair. So my hair is prone to shrinkage, obviously. Type 4 hair is prone to shrinkage. It has very tightly coiled hair. So, of course, it shrunk. And instinctually, like, very... Um, just impulsively, I'm thinking like, damn, nobody can see this. Like, I at least thought I had a little bit more hair than that. Like, where's the hang time? Something, a stiff way. I, it, it was nothing. So I'm sitting here just having all these different thoughts. And then I realized that I'm still basing a lot of my thinking of what my hair should be doing and how I think people should be perceiving me. Um, but then I realized, hi, higher mind. Um, that I was once again just basing my lock on perception and what I thought locks were supposed to look like or what I thought my locks would look like, like really distancing yourself from what you think you should be doing, just shooting in general. Get rid of the word should in your life if you are a person that is recovering, if you are healing stop saying what you should be doing and allow yourself to just be sometimes like yes we gotta get shit done them bills ain't gonna get paid the lights are off the rats crawling the floor i get it there are times when you should actually be doing things but when it comes to healing when it comes to really taking the time to rediscover yourself there is no room for shoulds period you should not be doing anything your journey is not going to be linear in any way, shape, or form. And when you put shoulds in there, that provides a bit of rigidity in what 
you think you should be doing, but you are learning, you are experiencing literally in every single moment after you make a conscious decision to heal, after you make a conscious decision to tap into your higher mind, into your higher self, into collective consciousness, all of that, like you are already there. You've been there even before you even knew you were already there. Um, and over the months, I have literally just watched my hair transform in a way that it never has. Nobody in my immediate family, nobody in even like the family that I do personally know have locks. I have friends with locks, um, but not even really that. My girl, Nakaya. Hey, Nakaya, if you are listening. Um, hey, Miss Amina, if you are listening. Hey, boo. Hi. Um, they have locks and I could definitely talk to them more about their hair. And I have, I had Amina and Nakaya both on here for episodes talking about locks, talking about natural hair. Um, but I just like on a day-to-day basis, don't speak to anybody with locks. I just was not, it's like literally my natural hair journey all over again. My loose natural hair journey all over again. I was the first person in my immediate family to really like wear my hair in its natural state, like wearing it in a curly state, not straightening my hair. And I had to figure that shit out all on my own. And I'm just going to do it again because I want to experience the life of locks and experience taking away so much control that my hair sometimes seems to have on me. Granted, I am natural. I did transition, but I was just a lot younger, like not as in tune with other aspects of myself, I went naturally primarily because I was going off to college. So it was more of a means to an end. That was just a solution for me to be able to, you know, take care of my hair without needing the help of a beautician. Um, But my lock was with intention. And I know when I lock my hair, it is with intention. I'm doing it for a specific reason. Um, And it's just something that I've been wanting to do. I'm just very fearful I'm tired of living in fear. I know that y'all are tired of living in fear of what people will think if you buzz your hair, if you color your hair, if you do, if you lock your hair, if you, if you go natural, like just we're sick of this shit. Black women are tired of being perceived. Like just black women, black fans, black people leave us the hell alone about our hair. Um, like still just not wanting to surrender to the fact that it'll be fine because I'm fine and that's it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I allowed myself to do it and I'm loving my lock as it is because I'm just like, what if I don't know how to take care of this thing? Like, I don't know anything about locks and it's only one. So it's kind of a hybrid. If y'all hear them loud ass Carly motorcycles in the back of my thing, I apologize. They want to be uh road runners tonight. Maybe it's Sunday. Let's go ahead and hit the hit the sheets. Um, but this episode is titled You Are a Mirror because I want to bring attention to how heavily perception, uh, perception shape our everyday lives. So recently I just read an amazing, amazing book by Steve Hagen. It's called Buddhism Plain and Simple. Full stop again. I am in no way, shape, or form trying to persuade anybody to practice or study Buddhism. But I think it is important to keep your mind open and gain insight from everything around you, not just things that you deem acceptable or in a certain alignment of rules because of your own personal worldview. To have an open mind, you have to be able to 
think or at least listen to the opinions of others, even if they do not align with your own. That is actually being an open-minded person, not running things through, once again, perception, your filter of what you think life, once again, should be (laughs) in saying what you will and want to listen to. That's how you become very closed-minded and you become very stagnant. I will link the name of the book in the show notes, of course. But anyway, this book touches heavily on perception and the human's part is just so large in their own suffering. When I say suffering, that is just another word for the things that humans feel through attack. I won't get into it because it's pretty much just like the basis of Buddhism, honestly. But this book just talks a lot about the way that we see things. We see things through our life experiences. And when we see things through our own life experiences, it is very easy to get caught up in things that just do not matter as much as we think they do. Um, So when I was talking earlier about how I would look from the lens of others with my hair and locks, those are stemming from my own perceptions. That's stemming from what was reinforced to me over time again and again and again about my hair, about the way that I look. But I'm here to say that taking the time to look outside of yourself and to see yourself and everyone and everything you look at will completely change the way that you pretty much just interact with everything. Like this is pretty much the basis of empathy. Empathy is when you are able to put yourself into someone else's shoes and see their perspective. Once you are able to see outside of yourself and apply the same rules of thinking you do to others, it's that is so powerful. And I think such a large portion of why the world is literally inflamed is because people do not have empathy. Everybody, especially Western culture, is so fixated within themselves. I am not saying that I am holier than thou. I am also fixated with myself. Trust and believe this is what the episode is basically about. So don't get it twisted. I am better than no one and nobody is greater than me. But Western eyes logic is just to be incredibly conceited we see it over and over again with mass pandemics with politics with any type of ism racism misogyny uh homophobia everything in between we see it's it's being selfish and it's being close-minded there's no sense of empathy once you are able to see outside of yourself and apply the same rules of thinking It just, it changes everything. And understanding this requires a lot of intentional thinking. So not lower mind thinking, but questioning your own beliefs. Why do I feel like I won't be as attractive when my hair is a certain way? Or why do I feel like the opinions of my family and friends matter more than the opinion of me? Like how I feel about myself and my body. If you view your hair as gold, you are able to view everybody else's hair as the same. If you are very harsh to yourself, you have a very loud inner critic. I literally will bet the three pennies in the cobweb in my savings account. You are very harsh and critical to everyone and everything around you. There is just no way. Let's say, for example, you are very self-conscious about your body in any way that you're self-conscious about your body. Let's say it's you, I don't know, you don't like the size of your nose. 
So when you go out and you see people, the first thing that you might stare at is their nose or something that you are self-conscious about because you are looking at yourself and them and then you are further criticizing them because maybe they also have a larger nose or a small nose or whatever the case may be. You're then further instilling an opinion on them because you instill those opinions on yourself. That's what I mean by mirroring. You are seeing yourself in other people. Anytime you do that, and not in a way that is through love and through kindness, it just backfires back onto you. And it doesn't seem like it does because you're just talking about other people. But talking about other people is such a reflection of how you talk about yourself. It really is because you are the basis of what you think is right and wrong, especially as an adult. Um, so step outside of yourself for a minute and just notice how you are in everything around you. And that's all I really wanted to say. I feel like I've said enough to express my point and to at least spark curiosity in one person of what this looks like for them. So I hope you all, wherever you are, are doing good. As always, I love you and I will talk to you later. Bye.